planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hey, this is Harlot from the Butcher Babies. This is George Corp from the Fisher from Kelma Corp. Hey, this is Rex from Kill Devil Hill. It's Wednesday 13. This is Dad from Yellow Driving. This is Odorous from Water. You're listening to Rabbit Noise. On Rabbit Radio. Turn it up. Welcome back to Rabbit Noise on Rabbit Radio. That was Scar Queen from Fallujah's new album, Dreamless. And we are joined on the program tonight by frontman Alex Hoffman. Thanks for joining us on the show tonight. Uh, first up, congrats to you and the dudes on... Uh, your latest killer album, Dreamless. Uh, it, it's a great album, and I know quite a few people that were pumped for it as soon as you dropped the first track. Uh, did you get a sense that it was going to be as anticipated when you were working on it? Um, I mean, sort of. I mean, that's always very, it's always a very tricky part of you know, thinking, you know, is this going to be as big as, is this going to be as big as we anticipated being, or if it's going to do exactly how we think it's going to, or if it's going to bomb, you know, I mean, I, I think it takes a certain level of arrogance to say that this album's going to be huge before it's ever actually out. You have to put it out and just see what people think. Um, so I, mean, I think we, you know, the whole band put a lot of work into making a great record and we put out something that we liked. So it's only, it only reinforces it to see that everyone else is uh, just as into it as we are. Yeah, man, everyone's loving it. Everyone I know that's got it uh, so far just loves it. So you guys are definitely, yeah, definitely yeah, got a winner, man. Pretty universally good reviews online, which is awesome. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Your music is quite complex, and, and sounds like you've you know spent a hell of a lot of time perfecting each and every detail. Uh, how long do you usually spend on a track before you know you accept that it's it's done and dusted and ready for release? Um, I wouldn't say there's really any predictable pattern there. I'd say you know they're definitely all nursed at their own pace. Looking looking at the past, I mean some tracks just in even last minute, not taking that long, and other tracks taking forever, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to say, you know, like, oh, it takes one month to write a song, and I think we all kind of, like, nurse them equally, and sometimes it's better to, mm. to change pace if you're working on a song for a few hours to go back and work on a different one and kind of get your brain in a different atmosphere, but I mean, the, the, record, the record as a whole took between six to nine months to make, uh, yeah, they were all, were kind of, all were kind of done at their own pace. Your music's all almost, you know, uh, cinematic in a way. Do you draw a lot of influence from, say, yeah. like, film? Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's something we've been very public about in other interviews, where, um, whether it was lyrically or musically, like, the there is a film influence on this album as far as, like, oh, you'd be watching a movie or watching a scene, and, like, I guess trying to harness, harness the feeling that it gives you um, with music, and then mirror that with lyrical content that kind of betrays the same story. Are there any which which movies would come to mind where you've drawn influence from? Oh, um, that's uh, that's not a thing I'm telling anyone. Every single honestly, I'd say ninety percent of the movies that I've done for this record, everyone asks me what films are about, and I'm not telling anybody. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, you know, I, I guess you know it it leaves it up to uh, the imagination, doesn't it? So, you know, is that something you guys would? Yeah, I've even had do? I've even had people who come up to me and like guess them correctly and they said like oh is this song about this and they've been right before and I'll just say like oh I don't know uh, maybe I'm waiting for the guy 
I'm waiting for the super fan to come down and actually just nail every single one of them and like give me a list. Uh, maybe then I'll I'll divulge the information. But uh, as of now, no, I'm keeping it a bit of mystery. I like that. That's cool, man. That's that's really cool. Well, uh, you know, you you also take care of uh, the programming for the songs as well. Uh, where do you usually start when you're searching for like the right sounds for each each song? You mean with, like, the synthesizers and stuff? Yeah, and the programming and stuff, so it gives us oh. that personality for the song. Yeah, I mean, I, I have, I, I don't know, I guess a, a bank or a score, but it's, um, it's definitely, like, a repertoire of soft synths that I use, and then I do a lot of, like, kind of practicing and laying out of ideas um, on my mini cork that I have. Uh, I mean, I use a lot of Native Instruments stuff. I use a bunch of stuff from Wave. Um, on this record, I was using a lot of... Uh, a lot of a synth called Element by Waves. Uh, that, and then I use a synth called Syrup by Expert. Uh, those are all over the new record. Native Instruments Massive I use a lot. The uh, Fab Filter Twin I use. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, Native Instruments FM8 I use a lot, actually. Um, yeah, it just kind of depends. Like, every song kind of calls for a different, uh, I guess, a different uh, style, which luckily a lot of these, you know, the technology is so good now that kind of pick and choose what you want to do with a lot of synthesizers. Yeah, I mean, as far as the orchestration goes, that all comes later. I mean, those parts get written out usually after after the songs are done. And for the most part, they, you know, they follow the the progressions of the guitars. That's awesome, man, because I know, like, sometimes when I've done that, it's, it's just finding that right sound, and it can take a while sometimes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of tricky because you want to you have... You want to have it be characterizing, and you want it to have this gloss. But at the same time, it's like yeah, it has to be mixed and mastered into the record to sound correct. So it can't be these hugely dynamic parts with all these ups and downs. But the fact of the matter is that no one's going to hear it when you have you know twelve layers of guitars and drums and vocals and bass and all these different things going on. It kind of has to be practical about what you're what you're putting on the song. I love how you also incorporate uh, female vocals as well. Um, you know, yeah. Do you keep that in mind when you write your own vocal parts, or do they sort of just come together after as well? Um, well, I'd say uh, I'd say it changes from song to song because I, mean, I think there's some songs where it's like, boom, we all agree, like, yeah, like that should be a clean vocal part. Or other times, I mean, truth is with this album, once we got Tori into the studio, we realized that her voice was like, I mean, she killed it so hard that we actually ended up putting her on like two or three songs that she wasn't originally on. Um, because she has these very kind of like cinematic, almost like uh, Balkan, Eastern Eurasian sort of vibe to her voice. That you know, we thought kind of just pressed record and let her improv and just did a bunch of layers of uh, of her voice on a bunch of songs. So I think it's a mixture of like, yeah, you have parts in mind and you have ideas, especially for the more sing-songy parts. But yeah, I'm going to write lyrics and I'm going to write a melody for this specific part, whereas. There was also a few times where we got her in the studio we're like, hey, like, just go nuts and, like, just add some of those vocal humanizing ambient layers on top. It really changes with every song. See, that's the thing I think really separates you guys as well. You know, it's... You haven't really pigeonholed yourself at all. You know, like, there's a lot of bands that are doing similar things that they seem to be following a pattern where you guys are just... It just seems endless. Like, you've... you've did you set yeah. that out from the get-go? You know, you're like, you know, we're not doing this one style, we're just going to incorporate whatever the hell we want. Yeah, I mean, I guess there is a bit of a, of a fuck you element that exists in there where it's like, why not? 
I mean, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it, it turned out to be as big of a risk as we thought it was. I mean, it's kind of become a bit of a Fallujah thing for us. Like, every record that comes out will have that sort of female element to it. But, I mean, we hear way more positive response about it than negative. I mean, I think the only guys usually that we hear negative response from are usually a bit more the old school guys who are more into the, the uh, relentless, brutal stuff. So, you know, the idea of a woman being on the album full their masculinity or whatever it is, I don't know. But the vast majority of people that we talk to uh, seem to be pretty into it. And, you know, I think, I think, I think it's a very, uh, it's one of my favorite elements of the band, I guess, you know, to, to incorporate that sort of feminizing element to everything where you don't really hear that a lot with our contemporaries. And that's what I love about it, too. You know, I think you guys are just it's one of a kind. And that's why I think, you know, everyone's loving this album as well. There's no, you know, there's nothing quite like it out there yeah. at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant, dude. Well, uh, you uh, take care of, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the layout for the, um, the CD and, uh, CDs and artwork and stuff like that. You know, do you, do you come up with the concept yeah. yourself before passing it on to an artist? Because you, you're a graphic designer as well, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, no, in this case, no. I mean, we would have liked to have commissioned something, but time and money and risk, you know, but there's, the problem when it comes to art, and, like, I know this firsthand from, you know, from doing it myself, is that when you commission a piece from someone else, there's a lot of risk involved. You can end up spending thousands of dollars on something you don't like. Mm. So the more conservative approach more conservative approach is to find something that you like already made and then just license it to the artist. Um, and that's what we've done for the last the last two records. Uh, was, you know, we wanted to see something where, where, you know, we pull it up and it kind of strikes us. You know, honestly, it's, it's hours and hours and hours of searching, of digging through different artists, getting in contact with them, and then, you know, you might find, you know, the perfect cover for something or the guy who has a perfect style and then contact him, and maybe he's not even interested, or maybe he's too expensive, or maybe he just never responds at all. And there's a lot of factors that go into getting the right cover. And, you know, the cover that we have right now almost didn't even happen. It almost didn't even end up being the cover, but we're glad it did, because I think we all saw that that one, and we were just kind of like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it looks amazing, man. I think, I think, I, I think you know, like, like the last record, the, rec- the the cover looks the way the record sounds. Man, that's awesome! Yeah, I love your artwork too. It's uh, it's it's such a it's such a great album. I can't say enough good things about it, man. Just the whole package all together, it's it's killer, man. Well, uh, here's the million dollar question: uh, When can we see you guys down here? Hopefully soon. Yep. Uh, it's funny. This is like probably the twelfth Australian interview I've done, and every single one of them has asked me that same question. Um, we're looking at probably, uh, it was actually going to be this summer. Well, I guess your winter, but our summer was going to be sometime this summer, but, uh, we got a bit of a crux thrown into that whole, that whole thing. So it's looking like probably early next year. So that's awesome news, man. You know, we, we really want to see you guys down here. And I know so many people that are just hanging to see you play. That's, that's awesome news. Well, man, we're going to go to the track The Void Alone from Dreamless now. Thanks for hanging tonight, man, and uh, we hope to see you guys down here uh, very soon, and all the best with your current tour, man. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Planning on traveling this summer? 
Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 